And being a Tuesday, pleased to say we have on the line Mr. Andrew Dembina for our Tuesday chat. Andrew, are you there? I am. Hello there, Todd. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, you're slightly echoey. I'm going to turn you up a little bit. Okay. There, that's better. So what's happening in the world of food right. and beverage then? Well, okay, I, I, I'm going to talk about three different uh, things going on in different parts of the world. In America, I'm going to start off in the USA, um, they, there have been uh, studies that have recently showed, unsurprisingly perhaps to some, that uh, there has been a lot of heavy drinking going on since the no. COVID-19 outbreak 18 months ago. Would you believe that, Tom? Hard to believe. It's, um, yeah, it, it is. But, Astonishing, um, but even. It, but it, 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 well, yeah. And it, what, what's a bit worrying, though, is that the uh, the report says that uh, um, nearly one in five people who were surveyed uh, qualified as heavy drinking, and we'll need to define what that means. Um, it's having um, two days of excess drinking in a single week, and the excess drinking is defined as four or more drinks containing alcohol for women and mm -hmm. five or more drinks containing alcohol for men. What do you reckon on that? doesn't sound like a Unless, lot to me, but uh, uh, I come from a food and beverage background, so maybe I'm a bit biased or maybe I'm slightly... Maybe yeah, my estimation is slightly skewed, I'm not sure. I, 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 that's actually what I thought, Todd. I'll agree with you there. It's, uh, I think, uh, certainly among uh, those who don't mind an alcoholic drink or two, it doesn't seem like that many. So the heavy drinking term, which comes from the uh, Substance Abuse and uh, Mental Health Services Administration in Maryland, uh, who commented that uh, the findings were not surprising almost 90% of individuals um, with, uh, uh, with a taste for alcohol ha have tended to go into uh, an excess of drinking. And I'm um, guessing they're, they're so, two totalers, right? <laughs> well, I think, I think, I think those are the, the, the higher-ups may well be. Um, there have been studies that uh, suggest Americans are buying more alcohol um, than, than usual, but some other people who have previously drunk alcohol have been drinking less because uh, because their, uh, their 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 payments for salary or other types of work if they're not on salary have not been coming in. So it's been a whole kind of balancing act. The uh, the survey was conducted by the Harris Poll and it was reported just last week. So it's looking at this really specific slice of food and beverage and alcohol consumption um, and how it's been affected during COVID nineteen. It's, it's a bit of a, I think it's uh, a little bit of a, not scare tactic, but just pointing out that people need to curb it a bit right. during, uh, um, during, during the, uh, the, the coming out of the pandemic, as they are trying to do in so America. That's in the so, States, where I believe the legal age is, uh, is it 21 for drinking? It is 21, yes, 21. I don't know uh, offhand, actually, if there are any exceptions to that, but 21 is the usual law because there are differences in state laws for, uh, for you know, for, for all sorts of laws, really. Different I don't things, think yeah. there are any exceptions to that. But, right. Uh, so, and the legal yeah. age here so, is 18, right? Yeah, 18. If I remember yeah. rightly. So it is, it is 18 here. I know that it's 18 in the UK and in uh, much of Europe as well. It's always been a surprise to me that it's been 21 
in America, really. I'm not sure. That's obviously something that goes back a very long time, I'd imagine, because college kids, I should imagine, I should think, are uh, not always paying attention to those laws. And how strict do you think they are? (laughs) Maybe not so strict as as we might think. Yeah, perhaps perhaps not. Um, According to uh, US dietary guidelines, though, a standard drink serving, which may be different from other places in the world, is a, uh, a serving of beer uh, or what they call hard seltzer, which is alco pops to some people, you know, right. those kind of, uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the soda with a, with a little bit of spirit. Soft drinks um, with a which are, Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I mean, but they do have but those drinks, like, like uh, an average beer that the, that the dietary guidelines are talking about, are 5% in alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, they, they, one drink in America would be considered as a, a 150 milliliter glass of wine, which seems like a, a reasonable pour to me. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, that's with 12% alcohol uh, or a 45 milliliter shot of 40% alcohol. So, um, and once again, they're, they're, they're recommending the, the, re- the recommended amount then to not be a heavy drinker is to have one unit of those a day for women and two for men. Well, no I guess, we, I guess we'd say that's that. not really surprising with the pandemic that people have been locked up at home or sort of not working and they're sort of just passing the time a lot of, a lot of them, I imagine. I mean, I can't imagine... Definitely. That. I mean, I heard... Yeah, I agree. And, and earlier on in the pandemic, a year or so ago, I remember talking to Noreen on this show about the fact that, uh, that wine uh, distributors had um, you know not been able to get the wines fast enough to sell them because uh, uh, and it, it was booming it was one of the areas that was booming right. uh, particularly when restaurants and uh, bars were closed down and of course so these days are the, that's, uh, there's a lot of people yeah. uh, doing delivery services so I guess it's easier to get alcohol at home as well which uh, maybe not in the past and nowadays you can you can just order it online it'll be delivered to your door so no need to go down to the shops to get it or the restaurants or the pubs <laughs> just have it delivered yeah yeah it, it, even more of a temptation, uh, so 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 easy, which is bound to lead to more excess, isn't it? So the um, one of the findings or, or conclusions um, that was a worry uh, about about the alcohol excess, not only for all sorts of liver functions and the usual um, blood pressure and uh, sorts of other medical conditions that might be brought on by by drinking too much, but it's thought also, and it was mentioned. Uh, in the uh, conclusions that alcohol misuse um, activates inflammation within the immune system and interferes with immune responses to uh, bacterial infections, which could make people more susceptible to respiratory illnesses and contribute to a more severe variation or version of COVID-19 in the way the symptoms are um, you know, are felt by an individual that has been drinking more than those who don't. That's um, an ouch. So that was, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's 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 somewhat off-putting, isn't it? Tom? Yes, I would so, um, be wary yeah. of that one. Yeah. So that's that that that, that was something that was just a, a, a interesting that, that people had you know done a study on on the on the uh, on what we probably would have guessed would have been more intake of alcohol. Moving back to Hong Kong, mm-hmm. um, a few weeks ago. When it first reopened, I spoke to Noreen a bit about the uh, the central market, which uh, looked interesting. Yeah. I uh, don't know 
if you, if you, I don't know if you've seen it at all. But it's, I haven't uh, been down there for a long, uh, long time. I've been past it a few times in the past, but not a regular, not a yeah. regular down there. No. I've right. Okay. I, I did. Yeah, I did kind of have a look out of curiosity because um, it's it is quite near to to uh, uh, to where I'm uh, working and doing 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 other bits and pieces. So it, I mean, it, it, it does look amazing. It's uh, but but the the food and beverage outlets in particular are um i mean actually they were really popular i went one lunchtime and uh and people it's a great uh extra choice for lunches actually for those who are working in offices in central um and uh, or, or around on a weekday and there's a lot of restaurants that are catering for that and this is only phase one there are a lot of restaurants and bars that haven't opened yet okay. it's 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 mostly received uh positive uh reports and uh you know comments on social media etc but uh, i did come across just over a week ago an article that was far less positive oh uh, really and this was uh yeah it was in the hong kong free press uh their um uh, their their reporter wasn't taken with it at all and i understand the uh the angle they were taking um it's uh it's it's more though about the heritage than the than the food and beverage. It was oh. uh, um, although there were some direct references which I thought made it interesting for the Tuesday mention. Um, it's become, uh, in their words, and this reporter's words, a gentrified mess of oh. food and knickknacks. It's that gone up the, market, uh, in other words. <laughs> yeah, which is um, which, which which has happened in so many places. I mean, there wasn't much of a kind of hoo ha about it when uh, the Hollywood Road police station, or even there was a little bit, I suppose, when the Chimsar Choi Marine Police Station got, uh, um, you know, developed and yeah. became restaurants and, uh, and jewellery shops and the like. But uh, what I saw when I, when I walked in, I have to say, was a really nice courtyard landscape. I mean, yeah, what I'm talking about, I'm describing a, yeah, a classic little de details of gentrification but but it's um but, but but the prices for some of the um uh set lunches for example which were uh some of them were a little bit elevated cha chan tang you know the chinese cafe right the cantonese cafe dishes but given uh, a, a nicer presentation i i actually had one of those and it was you know it wasn't as greasy as some that you might have and i'm not turning my nose up at going to a, a, a nice cracked four mica child saying i do that from time to time and really enjoy it we all good, do but you know a, a good a, yeah a good stewed lighter it's um yeah but um but so it's, it's worth the extra uh, it, 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 it i think it is although i do i've got a friend who posted uh, about a uh, a 58 dollar uh, dairy-free ice cream that he had, which you know, those those things do kind of make you think. Well, do they really need to, to, to charge nearly sixty dollars for for an ice cream? But uh, it's, I think it's more more good than bad in my opinion. But I just wanted to to, to mention that there are the naysayers out there because it had been mostly good things that I've heard um, so far. So you'd say so, it's well worth a visit. That, definitely, and there's oh, more. And on my there's list. phase two. There's going to be even more. Yeah, there's even more opening up, and there are going to be some bars that haven't opened yet, which are going to specialise in some of those micro brews that are around all corners of Hong Kong, some of the new territories, uh, and Lantau and different places. That's going to be interesting to have bars that really showcase those in downtown, um, uh, in a downtown environment that isn't, uh, you know, part of the Soho and Lang Kwai Fong scene. Indeed. It's actually a bit more in an earth earthy. 
part of uh, everyday Hong Kong. Um, and uh, yeah, lastly, I wanted to mention a uh, a, a dog friendly addition to a couple of restaurants in Hong Kong. As, as a as a dog owner myself, um, it's 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 not easy to find places where you're allowed to bring um, you know your pet pooch when you're going out for something to eat or drink in Hong Kong. That is true. Um, so I was glad. Yeah, I was glad to read um, just last week that. Uh, the classified restaurant group who who do a few different uh, kind of gastro pubs and cafes and a few more upmarket restaurants around town in some of their more bistro places two of them they they are now making they've, they've commissioned dog snacks to be made, oh wow um which you can yeah which you can, which you can order it's from a hong kong uh, bakery which um can be ordered on the menu to be had with a kind of a pairing or a set menu with the owner and doggy menu of uh, between one and three snacks, which are uh, baked uh, twice or three times a week. These canine uh, nibbles are uh, also high in vitamins for dogs. They're, they're, this may You may be wondering now, are they extremely expensive? Well, yeah. each, each snack... Um, which is uh, they're, they're eighteen dollars for one. That's not uh, so pizza. bad. Uh, no, freshly baked and yeah. with and with uh, you know nu- nutrients in mind, uh, or or the bargain price, Todd, of fifty dollars for three pieces. Fantastic. No, not, I yeah, do hope our hound is not listening because he'll be. Arr! We have a dog right, and right. Um, he but likes to go out so. That's good to hear. I do oh, yeah, believe well, there's I'm... one in Sai Kung as well, because um, I don't go out very much myself, but uh, I do remember seeing a classified in, in Sai Kung, so maybe we should pop on out and have a look. Ah. Well, um, I, I'll tell you for now, though, um, that um, the, uh, the, the three locations that are going to be in uh, for the, for the, to roll out this idea is Hollywood Road, uh-huh. I don't know where that one is, in uh, Repulse Bay and Stanley Plaza. So oh. those, those are the places. That sounded like an impersonation of your dog not being too happy about something. Not though. too happy at all, <laughs> no. I hope he's not listening then. Right. Right. Well, I, I, but, but, but Sai Kung, I would imagine, would be a great one. Well, that's very dog-friendly, obviously. A, yeah, I mean, I was going to say... If that's it's on the square as base, well. I should imagine... Right, and I, I, I'm sure a lot of restaurants and uh, cafes and bars uh, allow dogs to be brought in anyway, don't they? They do. So, yeah, I mean, it, would you do think in that area there's have it to It would do make sense, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm on an outlying island, and um, it, in a few restaurants, it might be the same then in Saikong, perhaps, um, where, where there, there are bowls in the restaurants that you can have uh, by, by your table that, you know, for a bowl of water, which is, uh, you know, it's, if people are, um, uh, into going out with their pets as part of, as a family member, I think it's, uh, it just makes sense. And in other parts of Hong Kong, like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm often going to an office in showing one these days, I've noticed that, um, there are, uh, new dog walking, well, they've been around for a while, there's one dog park, but there are areas added to that dog park um, where uh, with, that are put there with, with troughs or whatever that people can use to uh, to give their dogs water and so on. So I think dog friendliness in F&B establishments is a great addition. It's on the rise and that's good, to, that. that's good to hear and good to know. Yeah, and I think that's, that's, that's really all I've got for you today, uh, Todd, on the... Uh, the that's on all the good. Sort of... 
Yeah, that's uh, so. Wishing, wishing everyone a, a happy uh, week of eating until ne- next, uh, till next Tuesday. All right then. Do appreciate your input. Thanks, Andrew. Much appreciated. Thanks very much. Speak to you again very soon. Thanks okay. again. Cheers. Sure. Thanks. Bye. Bye.